What's up? You are listening to the Snow Deal and the Priest podcast. I am your co-host, Danny Priest, and for today's episode, uh, we did a really fun interview. We spoke with Dominic Williams, who is a professional basketball player from Tacoma, Washington. If you don't know, the Washington area, Seattle, Tacoma, kind of that whole space in general is a really big area for professional basketball. Uh, numerous, numerous players have come out of there. Just name a few, Jamal Crawford, Isaiah Thomas, Brandon Roy, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, like the list goes on and on. Tons of guys are from that area. It's a really big community. So talking with Dom, we kind of got a little inside glimpse into his career as a professional player and kind of the Seattle community as a whole and how he came up and got to where he is today. Uh, when it goes over to the interview, we lost a little bit of audio at the beginning, so he's going to cut right into Dom talking. The first thing we asked him was just where he's played professionally so far in his career and where he's looking to go next. Uh, he's been in Indonesia to this point, so it cuts right into him talking about that. Then from there, you can hear all the questions we ask, so just wanted to give you a heads up on that. But aside from that, hope you enjoy the interview and uh, it's definitely interesting because, you know, the community there is so tight. A lot of guys have come out of there and they really do look out for each other. So I think you'll pick that up in what he's saying and hopefully you enjoy what he has to say and I'll catch you on the other side of this interview. It was a great experience right now. I had a, I had a Dylan Denmark this past season, but COVID at came around. I was going to go, but I didn't take the contract. So I just kind of been around the area trying to get into Europe, but the place I played was in the Asian area, but it was a good experience. Mm-hmm. And you said if it wasn't for the coronavirus, would you be overseas playing right now? Um, there's some deals coming in, but they're slowly coming in. And it's just, um, it's up in the air. It's up in the air, depending on, the money kind of the, – the market kind of went down depending on how the season is going to go, depending on how the, the league makes money or not, just depending on what situation you kind of go in. So that's what I'm waiting for. I'm just waiting for the, really for the right situation. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Uh, Ian, you want to go now? All right. So Tacoma is like a legendary spot for basketball. Like growing up in that area, did it really influence your game? Uh, I would say it influenced my game just – being my best friend, being Isaiah Thomas, not everybody's fortunate to have a best friend, I, I, Isaiah, um, and that can make it that far. I mean, just coming from Tacoma, but before even Isaiah made it, it's always been a, a cutthroat city, and you always had to earn your stripes. With that being said, uh, definitely I would say Tacoma helped me grow as a person and a basketball player for sure, just to be on my game and to get me where I'm at today. Did you know, like, like there's a lot of – professional players that have come out of like Seattle in general um yeah there are other guys like you kind of knew or you'd been around or at least like looked up to when you were growing up that you kind of try to take things from and put them into your own game I would say I would say Jamal Crawford because he was like the older homie to everybody that kind of made it before everybody and put everybody on so once I met Isaiah Isaiah was Jamal's younger homie and I just kind of looked up to them two a lot just to see how they moved on and off the court and now I'm I'm a little older than all the all the newer 
professionals like Zach Levine, Michael Porter Jr., Kevin Porter, um, Malachi Flynn, all these new pros, they're a little younger. So the guys I kind of looked up to was the guys older than me. So Isaiah and Jamal, um, Nate Robinson, Brandon Roy, Aaron Brooks, those type of athletes that came out of Washington. And Avery Bradley, those are the type of guys that came out of Washington before me. So you kind of looked up and kind of picked up on all those things those guys did and brought to their game. Yeah, for sure. And uh, after you, you went to Curtis High School, uh, same yeah. as Isaiah, and then from there, first you went to Tacoma Community College. Was that mm-hmm. kind of part of your plan originally? Like, how did that sort of happen? Um, it was kind of part of my plan because I kind of been was realistic with myself. I wasn't – I didn't – I didn't – I wasn't this much the same height in high school. I was short in high school. So, I kind of was just realistic with myself and kind of knew my plan, not like everybody else. Everybody wanted to go to Division One. I. I just kind of knew my plan. So, I just knew what was realistic for me. I went to TCC. Had two good seasons. I, uh, we my first year we won. We was first team all. Uh, we was fourth place all. All tournament. Then the second year we won it all. So I think TCC was a good stop and a good growing area for me to learn and really become and mature. Mm-hmm. So you were talking about how you were like realistic with your goals, and when did you think that professional basketball was like in your like realm of? Um, I would say when I was at, when I was at, um, Central, after I transferred over from TCC, I had went to Central for two years and I had registered one of those years and I just seen development of me just being a better basketball player. And I was like, man, I could, I could definitely get paid to do this because one of the players in that league had went pro and I'm like, man, I'm doing this duty. And so I know for sure. And just being around Isaiah and, Isaiah, like, just knowing being a small basketball player and if you work hard, you can you can get to wherever you need to be. So, as I've seen Isaiah do it, I kind of knew, like, I could definitely be a professional basketball player. Now, you actually kind of led into what I want to ask next. The time you spent at Central Washington, how did that kind of help you develop and grow? Like, did you feel like the competition was a step up or, like, how did that sort of all go for you, going from – TCC to there? Um, from TCC to Central, it was – it was – the competition was a little bit better, I would say. But not really. I mean, at, at every level, you got to know how to play basketball. You got to know how to put the ball in the hole. So, I, even if it's middle school, high school, TCC, Division two, Division one, whatever you got to do, I feel like it's the same. You got to know how to put the ball in the hole and – I would just, at every level, you got to be your best. And what I mean by that is at every level, if you don't put the ball in the hole and you don't know how to score, it's, it's going to be, it's always going to be hard for you. So with that being said, if the, the work off the court made me just kill on the court. Like Isaiah, I, I give so much credit to Isaiah because he showed me how to work off the court and which made me such a killer. Like it didn't phase me whenever I stepped on the court. Mm-hmm. to this day so I feel like that confidence and that was my biggest development off the court really like I wouldn't give that much credit to central the development I would give it to really much like what I did like without that you know what I mean not the mandatory stuff all the stuff I did with Isaiah and all the pickup games I played with pros when I was in college mm-hmm. so I felt like that's what helped me the most in the developmental part 
Are you and IT the same age, or are you younger than him? No, Isaiah is actually three years older than me. So Isaiah kind of took me underneath his wing when I was younger. We played for the same, uh, I think, AAU program. He just played on a higher age group. He was ninth grade. I was like sixth grade or whatever. And ever since then, I just Isaiah took me underneath his wing, and we now we best friends. That's you. That's cool. And you want to ask about the playing overseas stuff? Yeah. So you were playing in Indonesia. You were playing in Indonesia as of late. Like, what's it been like adjusting to a different culture and like new teammates and like being so far away from like Oklahoma? Oh um, man, that the first my first season it was it was a it was a big total shock because. I was away from home, total new scenery. You want to be safe. You want to be – that's the first thing. You want to be safe. So you're just questioning every move you make and just making sure you're you're safe and you're around good people. And I feel like – I feel like I was – I went to the right situation and I feel like God put me in the best situation because I was around good people. I was always safe and it was – it was new. It was a new experience, but it was a blessing because I got to experience how other people live too, and it got to humble me. It got to humble me because America is so much different than these other third world countries. Yeah, I mean, kind of going off that, I feel like a lot of people like in this country only watch the NBA and like they don't know like other professional leagues exist. To no, for sure. But, like the competition over there is good. Like you're playing against like grown men. No, for sure. Like like. Especially, like, every American, there's only, like, two to three Americans on each team. So, that's a small percentage right there to even make it. And every I feel like every American is good. And I played against some ex-NBA players that played over there. And the, the local players are good. You can't just leave them open. Or, you know what I mean? You got to really play the game of basketball, and which, is, which was fun for me. And, like, the, um, the fans – they just the culture around was just so much different, and that's what was uh, dope. And um, that's why I want to get back overseas, and I'm gonna I'm trying to get a deal in Canada right now. But the whole atmosphere overseas was just like a, um, it was a it was a culture shock because I didn't think it was gonna pan out the way it did. Yeah, were you nervous when you first went over? Oh man, that that that, that I mean, not really. I was nervous, but. I already experienced the overseas culture with Isaiah. I went to China a couple of times All right. with Isaiah for like, um, for he had a couple of appearances over there. So we flew to China. So I kind of already got used to flying overseas and everything kind of already knew how fans interact with professional basketball players over there. So everything I seen Isaiah do, I already seen it before. So when it, when it was my time, I knew what to do. I knew how to handle things, and I knew the way to move around people. And overseas, I knew, yeah, people were going to be uh, super fans. But it was it was dope for sure, though. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And now you started doing um, some basketball training for, like, younger kids mm-hmm. and stuff. What made you mm-hmm. kind of want to start doing that? Um, To be honest, um. Uh, to be honest with you, I always just wanted – I always wanted to do something with basketball with my life. So, when I just stopped – when I wasn't playing overseas, I'm like, man, I need to – my brother hosted – my brother runs Team Bradley, every Bradley basketball program. So, I was going to his practices, and I'm like, man, I can start training these kids, man. Like, I'm not doing nothing. I'm just working out, chilling. So, I went back overseas, and I had a um, 
this, these guys came up to me and was asking me about uh, if I wanted to host a basketball camp out there. And I was like, yeah, that would be that would be dope. And so I hosted a basketball camp and these guys wanted to make my own brand. So I was like, man, I didn't just come up with my own brand. And I was like, all right, Dom will basketball. So I started my own brand and they had came up with a, I had actually came up with a slogan out there and it was called, if they won't, Dom will. Hmm. So once I came up with that slogan, they they had boosted that slogan out in Indonesia. I had so much fans and everything. So I'm like, man, I need to do something like this back home for Tacoma. So I just started Domwell Basketball, and it's been going good. And I had three camps so far the past three years. Since COVID, we're not going to have one this year. But next year, we'll have one again. But just knowing what – just knowing how many people I was – how many people I can, can inspire with the game of basketball and how many people I can show and I can develop them to be a pro because I know what it takes. And it's like, it's a better feeling when you can show somebody a talent, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you can show somebody a talent and they can be so grateful for that. That's a, that's a awarding feeling for me. So that's why I feel like that's why I do it because I didn't have, I mean, I had Isaiah, but I didn't have the training that we, today's training you know what I mean mm-hmm. the cones every Monday through Friday we didn't have that training we just got out and we just played so that feeling of me helping somebody that's why I do it because not not we ain't we weren't taught like that luckily Isaiah was gifted and talented and he made it to the NBA himself yeah he had older people showing the ropes but pretty much you know what I'm saying yeah yeah I for sure yeah so I feel like that's the biggest reason just to help, just to help the younger generation and, and just to give them a chance, you know? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Right. I know, do you want to ask about some of like the Seattle Pro-Am stuff that you had mentioned to me before he joined? Yeah. So going into like Tacoma, have you played in any of those like Seattle Pro-Ams, like Jamal Crawford? Yeah, I actually played in the Seattle Pro-Am. I didn't play in the couple, last couple because I was traveling a lot with Isaiah past couple summers, but when me and Isaiah did play, we did win the championship once. When we played the full season, we won the championship in the Pro-Am. Um, but, yeah, the Pro-Am was good hoop, good basketball. I mean, got fans out there. Uh, sucks because of COVID. COVID. COVID is really messing up a lot of stuff. But, um, yeah, the Pro-Am was one of the best leagues. I mean, they came – the Drew League came down here and they beat the Drew League. So, uh I played in the Drew League too. Drew League is pretty good as well. I mean, just the best basketball open runs in the in the in the in the state of Washington, really, in the summer, the best competitive basketball. Yeah, I feel like a lot of guys from your area like always seem to come back to home. Like Brandon Roy's coaching his high school now. Mm-hmm. Isaiah does Seekend in his home. Um, like Jamal Crawford still does his pro am out there. Like I feel like there's, like, a real, like, basketball community that, like, is very much a lot. Yeah, it's just everybody just sticks together. That's one thing about Washington. All the NBA players and all the pros know each other. You know what I mean? They, everybody knows each other. So, it's not, like – it's not hard to reach out and not hard for, like – like, I had my Domino basketball camp. I called Jamal. Jamal can't be a special guest. Pulled up. Mm-hmm. You know, my first year I had an overseas guy come. Second year I had Isaiah come. Third year, I had Jamal come. Like, it's not just NBA players helping NBA players. NBA players help an overseas player out to just, you know what I mean, get their name bigger. So it's really a community. Like, this next one, I was trying to get Zach Levine for, you know, the kids. And I know he would do it because 
it's just the community and the basketball. He knows everybody's trying to do something good in the community. Yeah. Definitely. You know, I had a couple more things I want to ask, but do you have anything else you wanted to ask before I go? You're good? Um, one thing I want to talk about was uh, I seen you in the Book of Isaiah documentary working out with IT. And yes. you guys do those workouts with Tim Manson. Those look like crazy workouts. So, oh, yeah, those is, those is crazy. I just wanted to ask, like, going through those, like, how tough those were. Because, like, you guys are, like, athletes. you're in shape, but you guys look. Hey, man, it's, it's funny that you ask me because everywhere I go, people are actually like, man, you threw up with Isaiah when you worked out. <laughs> I was like, man, I ate some bad – I ate some cereal before that workout. <laughs> but, now nah, Tim Manson, he's like, he's, like, the guru of working out, like, I've never, get, I've never been that tired before. Like he's, and he knows what he's doing. So it's like, he's mentally getting to you, and he's just connecting with you every way. Um, one of the best trainers out here in Washington. That's why all the pros go to him. Um, yeah. They're intense too. It's like, but it's it's crazy because he's doing the workouts with you, and he's and he's old. He's not old. Like he's probably like fifty years old. So he doesn't look that. Young. He looks like the yeah, and, with his shirt off. Yeah, and he's doing he's doing every workout, all the reps. So it's just so when you see somebody like that push you, is is definitely the top notch, the top notch work you're gonna get. And it definitely you can feel the results for sure. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. And then do you have like um, I don't know, like Isaiah has his gym out there now. Like, is that where you usually go to work out, or like is there like a spot you guys always go to? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I normally just train at either the YMCA or work out at Isaiah's gym, depending on, like, COVID got everything shut down right now, so, but pretty much Isaiah's gym or or the YMCA, whatever's pretty much open or convenient. Alrighty, that was Dominic Williams. We want to thank him again for taking a little time out of his day to speak with Ian and I and just talk about his career in hoops in general. Uh, like I said before, we put it to the interview, uh, I just think it's really cool how they have that community out there in the state of Washington of basketball players just kind of looking out for each other and having one another's backs. Um, I just think that's a cool thing to see and to hear from him, and he's a part of it, is uh, just a unique look into kind of how he came up and got to where he is at this point. I uh, want to just mention real quick, um, you can follow Dom on Instagram, Twitter. His Instagram handle is domwill 2 uh, it's all one word, lowercase, D-O-M-W-I-L-L-2. And his Twitter handle is the same, DomWill2, uh, but the D and Dom and the W and Will are capitalized. And he also has his website you can check out, uh, DomWillBasketball.com. You can look at a little bit of information about him, uh, his camps he runs that he mentioned, and there's some gear for sale on his website too. So if you want to check any of that out, feel free. But Again, thanks to him for coming on, and uh, it was nice to get to talk to him and hear from him, and I'm sure he, like all of us, are hoping that this COVID stuff can pass so that we can get back to kind of living life a little more normally like we were used to in the past. But aside from that, um, music credits for the pod. The song you hear at the beginning and the end is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org. That's Young Cart Seattle that's playing. Huh. Kind of funny enough that the song title is Seattle, based on who we talked to in this episode. But anyways, um, thank you guys for listening. This has been the Snow Deal and the Priest podcast. Uh, looking to be back soon with a new guest, but we'll keep you up to date on everything on that front. Uh, and for Ian Snow Deal, I am Danny Priest. 
thanks again to Dom for joining us, and we will catch you guys soon.